When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, I'm Ryan Mallory, and this is my Swing Trading the Stock Market podcast. I'm here to teach you how to trade in a complex, ever-changing world of finance. Learn what it means to trade profitably and consistently, managing risk, avoiding the pitfalls of trading, and most importantly, to let those winners run wild. You can succeed at the stock market, and I'm ready to show you how. Hey, everybody. This is Ryan Mallory with Swing Trading the Stock Market. In today's episode, we're going to talk about the wash sale rule, whether you should be concerned about it, and how I approach that when it comes to my own trading. For those who are not familiar with the wash sale trading rule, it states that if an investment is sold at a loss and then repurchased within 30 days, the initial loss cannot be claimed for tax purposes. In order to comply with the wash sale rule, investors must therefore wait at least 31 days before purchasing the same investment. That comes right off Investopedia.com. Again, you buy a stock, you sell it for a loss, and then you repurchase it within 30 days. You can't use it as a tax deduction, okay? That's the, you know, having repurchased it within 30 days, they don't let you claim it as a tax loss. There used to be a time where people would actually sell their shares like the day before the end of the year, take the loss of whatever they had and just repurchase it back in the following year. And I guess if you kept buying a stock at $100 and it was dropping back down to $90, you'd get out, it goes back up to 100 so you get back into it, it drops back down to 90 and that just keeps happening over and over again. In theory, obviously, it's a little bit different in real life. I don't think the IRS wants to have to keep paying for the same losses over and over again, so they do this wash sale rule where you can't buy it within 30 days. Do I really care too much about it? No, but the email that I got today is from a person who does care about it. And for today's episode, we're going to call this person Betty in honor of Betty White, who just recently passed away. Betty writes, I've listened to pretty much all of your podcasts. There are many in where you remind us to always set a stop loss. Yes, that is very true. I pretty much do that in every podcast episode. She continues with, you also mentioned that if you get stopped out, that you can get back in later. Yes, I do. What I haven't heard you mention is anything about the wash that can happen. How do you handle that? All right. Good question. And I got lots to say about that. First, what am I drinking? Well. I got something from this George Dickel. It is a Barrel Select Tennessee Whiskey Small Batch. It's 43% alcohol, 100 proof. To the nose, you can definitely pick up on a strong vanilla flavor. But to the taste, man, it just falls flat. It's not flattering. It lacks an experience. I mean, you have some really good bourbons, and it's almost romantic when you have a sip of it. This one here, it just falls flat. It's like a soda that's lost its carbonation. It just doesn't taste appealing at all and i think this is like one of their pricier bottles too i think it's well not the priciest but it's probably like 50 60 a bottle but i'm not impressed at all lacks unique flavor definitely not an everyday sipper it is smooth but heck even kool-aid smooth right that doesn't necessarily make it a good bourbon just because it's smooth and again it's 43 percent alcohol 86 proof so you can't get too excited about the smoothness there now if it was you know 120 proof and it was smooth like this yeah that would be pretty impressive but there'd probably be also a good flavor to it as well this one just lacks the flavor i'm going to give it a 4.1 just 
really thought it was going to do higher than that. Some people like it. Some people hate it. I'm probably more on the hate side with this particular bourbon. Now, what about Betty here? Well, first of all, I don't worry about the wash sale rule. Really don't even care about it. Don't even think about it too much. And I'll tell you why. I have to ask myself, as a trader, what is my goal? Is it to maximize profits or is it to rack up tax deductions? My gosh, I hope I'm not racking up tax deductions because if that is the case, then I don't want to be in trading. So my focus is not on the tax deductions that come with a losing trade. I grew up under this preacher. He's from Jamaica. You've probably heard me talk about him in some long, long ago episodes, but it was Peter Lord. And Peter Lord said, the main thing is to keep the main thing, the main thing. Now, I don't know if he's the exact author of that, but he used to say it before every sermon when I was a boy. And that was probably, you know, close to 40 years ago. And having sat in those pews, I remember that quite well. Always started off on one of these little slide projectors. He would put that saying up there, well, the main thing for trading is to maximize your profits, to manage the risk. And if you do get a loss, okay, that's great. If you can get a tax deduction off of it, even better. But should the tax deduction be your goal as a trader? No, should you even care about it? I mean, for me, I mean, I'm keeping my stops pretty tight. So if I can choose between taking the tax deduction or if there's another good setup in the same stock that I'm going to take it and it's within 30 days, I'm going to take it. I'm going to take the trade. Who cares about the tax deduction? I think it was Herman Edwards that said in the NFL, you play to win the game. Now, there's a lot of teams that will tank each year. Once things start to look hopeless, they'll start losing and tanking their season so they can get the top pick of the draft. And it happens because the NBA has a draft lottery system to be able to combat that. They don't want their teams losing on purpose. So they have a draft lottery to where all the teams that don't make the playoffs all have a chance at getting the number one pick. But if that's going to be your goal, I don't care if it's the NFL, if it's trading, if it's the NBA, if it's anything in life. You play to win the game. You play to win the game. You want to win in all your trades as much as possible. You want to secure your profits. You want to manage the stop losses. You want to manage the risk. Again, if you get a wash sale rule and you can use it at tax time, fine. But you can't make, in my opinion at least, make trading decisions off of whether or not you're within the 30 days. And here's the other thing to remember. I only trade that same stock again, if it's the best available trade to take. If it's not the best available trade to take and you take it again, then you're revenge trading. And you've heard me on plenty of episodes talk about not revenge trading because revenge trading means that you're not getting into the best trade possible. You're getting into a trade that just caused you a loss and you want to get back at the trade. So if it's not the best possible trade available, then I don't take it. But if it is, I'm not going to let the wash sale rule get in my way. Now, of course, there's different losses of all types. Some traders like myself, I'll average, you know, three to 4% to the downside on a losing trade. Others will take 50, 60% losses. I guess if I was doing that, I probably would consider the wash sale rule a little bit more closely because if I sell out, probably not going to try to get back in it for about 30 days at least. And if I'm taking like a 50 or 60% loss, I might just go ahead and just not trade that stock anytime soon. Anyways, regardless, if you can benefit from a tax deduction or not. I mean, if you lose 50 or 60% on your trade, I think the last thing you really want to be doing is trading that stock once again. And I'm hoping after a 50 or 60% loss on a trade, you're rethinking your strategy as it pertains to managing the risk on your future trades. I mean, take a time out here. Let's think it through. But I do get it all the time. I get it in the chat room because there are times where I will jump back into a stock. I mentioned earlier this 
month, I got stopped out of FCX. I really liked the trade, but I did get stopped out of it. I thought there was a pretty good chance still that it may come back and break out once again. I was willing to get into it. I didn't care if it's within 30 days or not, because if it sets up and it's the best setup there available, and for a little while there in the month of January, the materials were running really hot, and those copper trades with FCX in particular were setting up really well. So if it did set up for me again, I would have taken it. Unfortunately, the stock gapped through my ideal entry price, and I never had a second chance at it. And again, if you trade it a second time within 30 days and you lose on it, I'm sure they probably let you claim the tax deduction on the second time around, right? As long as you don't trade it a third time within 30 days. So you lose once, you know, on that trade. Is it the end of the world? No, not if you're trading with tight stop losses. You just move from one trade to the next and try, like Winston Churchill said, you try not to lose enthusiasm with each failed trade. He didn't actually use trades. That's me, but I think he said, Success is going from failure to failure without losing enthusiasm, if I remember that one correctly. My next point is, is that if you have a trading strategy built around the wash sale rule, it's probably a losing strategy and it's a losing mentality to have in your trading. Again, I don't even think about the wash sale rule, don't care about it. I give him my tax information. I give my transactions to my accountant. He sorts through it, takes the deductions that are legal, and he applies them to my tax returns. My goal is to make good trades, winning trades, and to be profitable at the end of each year. And if you're keeping your stops tight, you shouldn't be worrying too much about the benefits of a write-off because it's not going to be a substantial amount when you consider how much you trade throughout the course of a year as a swing trader. I probably make a couple hundred of trades per year on average. Now, I feel like last year I made a lot less than usual just because we got into so many periods of choppiness, particularly towards the end of the year. But on the whole, yeah, I'm probably averaging 200 trades about 55 to 56% of those are usually profitable. So there's a little less than 100 losing trades that I take each year. Of those 100 trades, if I have one or two of them that I can't use because of the wash sale rule, I'm not going to care. Now, that doesn't mean I like to go pay extra money to Uncle Sam that I'm not required to pay. However, I'm not going to build my strategy over maximizing my tax deductions when it comes to losing trades. I would rather be thinking about managing the risk and maximizing my profits. That's what I'm focused on. And do I ever run into the wash sale rule? Yeah, yeah, I I definitely do. And I couldn't care less. So that's really the mentality that I would encourage you to have as well when it comes to trading. What is your reason for trading? Is it to maximize your profits, manage the risk, or is it to rack up tax deductions? I like to equate it to tanking in the NFL to get a high draft pick. What are you playing football games for? You're playing to win the game like trading. We're playing to maximize profits and manage the risk. Worried about the wash sale rule isn't one of the objectives of my trading. Again, this is something that doesn't come up a lot. There's a good chance if I jump back into it, that I probably was profitable on the trade, not losing on the trade. You got to remember too, I only trade the stock again if it's the best available trade to take. How many stocks are out there? I mean, there's thousands. In the S&P 500 alone, there's 500 companies. If I was just trading S&P 500 companies, there's 500 to choose from. There's a good chance that stock is not going to be the next one that I trade. But in the case that it is, I'm not going to worry about the wash sale rule. And remember, a trading strategy built around the wash sale rule is really trading with a losing mentality. And in the end, just let the tax man handle the tax stuff. You handle the trading stuff. You make good trading decisions. And at the end of the year, I don't think a person's going to be worried about the wash sale rule. There's a lot of trades throughout the course of the year. If you're keeping the stops tight, 
we shouldn't be worried all that much about the wash sale rule. Now, I preface that because if you're an undisciplined trader and you're taking like a 50 or 60% loss, first of all, take time away, step back, figure out what's going on. Why are you taking on 50 or 60% losses and adjust your strategy as a result? So that doesn't happen again. But yeah, if you're taking massive losses like that, don't trade the same stock again because it's going to be very difficult for you to be able to maximize the deduction that you just made off of such a losing trade. So that's probably the one caveat that I would say if it's a massive loss, then yeah, wait at least 30 days before getting back into it. And one of the best ways to profit on your trading is to join swingtradingthestockmarket.com. That is the website that goes along with this podcast. There's tons of you guys out there that have already signed up for it. I'd encourage if you haven't done it, to definitely give it a strong consideration. You're going to get all my market research each and every day. That's going to include all my analysis on the FANG stocks, on the S&P 500, the Russell 2000, the NASDAQ, as well as my weekly watch list updates. That's my master list that I use for determining which trades I'm going to look at each and every day. And plus, I'm going to tell you each day which trades I'm watching and, and the, some of the most intriguing charts that I come across to act upon. So check that out, swingtradingthestockmarket.com, and make sure that you leave a five-star review for me. I need those. It continues to help me build my audience, and it means the world to me to see some of the kind things and how this podcast has helped you guys over the years. So be sure to leave the five-star reviews. I do read them and send your questions to me, ryan at shareplanner.com. I do read them and I will put them on. Thank you guys. God bless. Thanks for listening to my podcast, Swing Trading the Stock Market. I'd like to encourage you to join me in the SharePlanner Trading Block, where I navigate the stock market each day with traders from around the world. With your membership, you will get a seven-day trial and access to my trading room, including alerts via text, email, and WhatsApp. So go ahead, sign up by going to shareplanner.com slash trading block. That's www.shareplanner.com slash trading block. And follow me on SharePlanner's Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, where I provide unique market and trading information every day. If you have any questions, please feel free to email me at brian at shareplanner.com. All the best to you, and I look forward to trading with you soon. 